This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our Raw Reaction series, our show in which we react to the latest Arsenal news, get your thoughts in the chat box and ultimately get your thoughts and feelings around this and more as it has been a very busy day uh, on the Arsenal news front uh, and obviously writing from 9 till 5 today it was heavy to, and hectic covering it all. It didn't mean the day went fairly quickly though, which is always a blessing in disguise of course, but there's lots to discuss, lots to talk about um, and there's a lot of hope to to kind of get up and I don't want to bring hopes up too much because I don't want us to obviously be in a situation where we're ultimately really disappointed if this doesn't happen. But it is good to be positive. It's good to kind of have a thought of feeling that there is maybe an alternative to what we already know. Um, and I'm going to give you my thoughts on Daniel Ek, on the, the consortium, on where this could go, on the positives, on the negatives, and some exclusive insight as well, which should be interesting. So make sure you stick around. Make sure you drop a like on today's video too and subscribe to the channel if you're new. We're going to keep you up to date with all the Arsenal news from now until the foreseeable future, giving you tactical breakdowns of transfer targets throughout the summer window and providing you with podcasts and reactions to games as always with the help of some expert guests as well along the way. Hope you're well in the chat box evening. I hope you are doing good and uh, the start of the week has treated you well. We're going to kick off the show because I want to get on to talking about following Balogun a bit as well a little bit later on. But I want to start off by talking about the biggest news of the day, which is, of course, the prospective takeover um, from Daniel Ek of Spotify um, with the help as revealed this morning, which really came as kind of not necessarily a shock, but certainly I was like, oh, okay, this makes a bit of sense. This this certainly is going to help the cause of seeing Thierry Henry, uh, Dennis Bergkamp and Patrick Vieira all combine in the efforts to try and get this deal done into intensifying the pressure and getting the fans on side because that's another really important thing about this because a lot of fans would obviously turn and point and say as an example what makes another owner 
any difference to the owner that we currently got? What is, what guarantees do we have that this owner will care? What guarantees do we have that they understand and know what the fans want that are going to give us that proper kind of ownership and guidance that the club has desperately needed from a perspective that considers the kind of roots and the values that this club holds. And by immediately getting on board three of the biggest Arsenal modern day legends that you can really get in Henri Bergkamp and Vieira, immediately that intensifies things to a just completely different level for Arsenal in a situation where you will have pretty much all of the fan base now believing this is a good idea. And I believe it is indeed a good thing. I think the fact that he is an Arsenal fan he is an Arsenal fan. Because he's Swedish, if you didn't know, and uh, he supports Arsenal because of one uh, certain player in particular. No, it's not Freddie Jumberg. He supported Arsenal from from Anders Limpa, uh, which is absolutely fantastic to to hear. Um, <laughs> and without sounding too much of a, a stock up guy, I did text Anders and I said, "What do you know?" And he just said, "Just basically keep your hopes up." Um, and uh, hopefully it goes well. And that, that was kind of what Anders said. He wasn't giving me any more than that. I don't blame him. Um, <laughs> so let's go from a journalistic perspective. How could I get as much information as possible uh, as someone in the most polite way as I feasibly can? But he supports Arsenal through those classic routes. Obviously, that would have been added and intensified. I'm sure that he was completely analysing Kim Kallstrom as well. <laughs> Uh, we can joke, we can joke. But the thing is about this is that ultimately it's a deal that would come forward for Arsenal that would really ultimately not propel them to be competing with the cities in terms of the finances that they bring. I don't think necessarily that would happen. But what would happen is I think that you ultimately get a much more harmonious kind of sense of ownership from the club. You get a direction that wants to progress the team in a principled way, in a way that really takes into account the values that we've come to expect from Arsenal and hopefully also be ruthless at the same time. Understand that this is what we need and that this communication with the fans is what we need as well. We need, whether or not the Cronkies in anyone's minds have an intention to turn things around, to invest, to change things, whatever. In my view, it doesn't really matter what they do differently now. The writing is on the wall. The, the bridges have been burned if they were ever even built in the first place. This club needs a change. It doesn't matter what we think about this in regards to the finances for me. Most importantly, this club just needs a breath of fresh air from the ownership more than anything in the world because this club needs to learn to just really unite and get on board with what's going on. And that connection between the club and its fans needs to be rebuilt and even created. I don't think it's really possible to rebuild the trust that the ownership had. I mean, even before the whole Super League fiasco, the relationship between the ownership and the fan base was already horrific. Now that the Super League situation has happened, it has worsened that as well. Now, I want to get your thoughts in the chat, so make sure you're putting your comments and thoughts and feelings in there, and we're going to run through as many of them as feasibly possible. Paul Geyer says, hopefully it happens, we get some real investment in the team and higher standards throughout the club. Zemir says, people don't understand, even before KSE, David Dean was finding us gems in the market. There was a harmony between the owners and fans, though, which made it easier. Um, Jimmy Fitzgrade says, everyone don't buy into the club. Um, I mean, I, I don't think everyone does buy into the club right now, if that's the kind of point that you are putting across, because of the ownership. And actually, they can't buy into it. They can't connect to it because of the way that it's gone. 
Pablo says, I think it's going to take around three billion plus to make this happen. Let's talk about the finances behind this. Supposedly, the first offer is going to be in the region of 1.8 billion pounds. I don't see that being accepted. Reports suggest that it's a two million kind of value, two billion, sorry, valuation of the club uh, from the Cronkies. And even if they were to be offered that amount of money, I don't think that would convince them to sell. They will understand. They will know because they're shrewd businessmen. We don't like them, but they're clearly good at what they do. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in the position that they are. They will only be willing to sell this club and knowing how desperate Arsenal fans are for them too and how maybe desperate with the help of these Arsenal legends Daniel Ek is to buy it, they will understand that they can get as much money as feasibly possible for this club through doing this. And we know that they don't care about the fan situation. It doesn't matter how much pressure, in my view, the fans put on them. They don't care. Fingers crossed it still eventually happens, but... I don't think that comes into any kind of thought process around the ownership in regards to the fan base. They've gone long enough knowing that we want them gone and they are still here. So that's something that we've got to deal with. We've also got to look at the situation where how are they going to raise these funds? Well, supposedly his worth, his net worth is around £3.4 billion, which you say, yes, that's way more than the £2 billion it would take to buy Arsenal. But it's not as simple as that because someone who's worth that amount of money doesn't necessarily mean they have that amount of money to hand. They need to raise the funds. They need to sell off assets. They need to either take money through a loan or situation or whatever to try and get the deal done. You can't just because your net worth is that amount of money. That doesn't mean that's sitting in your bank ready to be spent. It doesn't work that way. And that's why I feel it's going to take more than just Daniel Ek as a owner, as an investor to get this done. I feel that it's going to need the help of other people and other billionaires as a consortium to get this deal done. It's not going to be done purely through him. And I don't think that the, the bringing in of the legends adds any financial kind of benefit to it other than just kind of the poster, I suppose, and the support to the fan base. Yes, they earn a lot of money. Henri Bergkamp Vieira have earned a lot of money throughout their careers, both during their playing time and after they finished playing through punditry, through coaching, through all of these different mediums. But even though that's a lot of money... The difference between the hundreds of thousands of millions that they are earning in comparison to the billions that we're talking about is exceptionally different. I think sometimes people forget how big of a number a billion pounds is, even in the world of football. It's actually ridiculous. I mean, to give you some sense of the word, how much a billion is, it takes you 32 years to count to it if you're counting one every second. It's a joke how big these numbers are that we're talking about. So I don't think that Henri, Bergkamp and Vieira add anything financially, but they do add the pressure. They add the connection. They add that kind of boost that they need to get the, kind of the fans on side, especially. Some people have talked about Matthew Flamini and kind of his side of things. As far as I'm aware, and I've looked into this as much as possible, he is like projected to possibly become a billionaire, right, with what his idea is. But I don't think he's anywhere near the figures that have been talked about as yet. I still think he's in the millions at the, at the stage that he's at right now. There's like a prospective situation where he could become a multi-billionaire. But I don't think that Flamini is actually currently at that stage. I might be wrong, but I've, I've done as much looking into it as I can. And it's not a situation where I feel that he is on is on the kind of that level at the moment to, to be able to do that it might change in the future of course but i just i'm not sure that's that's the situation that we've got i think it will come more from 
other people, other investors. Someone talked about another company and the owner that from a different app coming in and maybe helping out with it as well. We'll have to wait and see. Teng Wang says, if Eck can't convince them when we must, because the fans turning against the owners compounded with the prolonged absence of fans due to the pandemic, it is financially untenable inevitably. I'm not sure that it is. I, I think football has proven that it can be go, it can go on without the presence of fans. I think that there will be no issues with football continuing without fans. They'll just raise television prices. They'll raise prices of other things that fans are willing to pay for. So I don't think that's necessarily going to have a massive impact on this. Uh, Jabalani says, I don't know why many people miss this, but the creator of Calm and one of the Facebook and Spotify creators commented on his post and said that they would be happy to go in with him. That's the other app that I was talking about. Calm is the other app. I'm not sure who the guy is, but if that's the case, that would certainly help in regards to trying to push through and bringing this in. I'm not sure what net worth. I mean, who is the Calm owner of Calm app? I'll put Clam app then. <laughs> very, very different. Uh, Michael Anton Smith is the guy. Let's have a look at this guy's net worth. How much are you worth? How much? Uh, I mean, it says one to five million on here. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably not right. But if that's the case, he ain't going to help. He <laughs> can't help. Um, Zamir says, if Egg wants to buy the club, raising funds will be easy from an investment like Arsenal. He could raise three to four billion within within weeks. I mean, I hope so, mate. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, AK Gunner says, KSC have refinanced our debt, which left us with additional money, but they have never invested any capital into the club to date. And all of our spending is from our own revenue. I mean, it's not 100% correct. Um, there are instances where they have sanctioned uh, money to be put into transfers. You, I mean, you read the athletics reports about it. It's The information is out there. Um, but I agree in the sense that they haven't done anywhere near as much as they, they could have done, especially in moments like the season where we just got Petr Cech in. We should have been spending money on capitalising on that and really building on that, and we didn't. We missed that. So Hill says, Tom, this is a right time for a takeover because we can't get much lower. Would love to have Wenger involved with the decision-making if it happens. Uh, Chippy Boy says, is Mark Zuckerberg not friends with Eck? I mean, get Mark Zuckerberg involved. <laughs> I think people are going to obviously go a little bit hyperbolic around this situation. It is ex it's exciting. It's the closest we've arguably come. But what I would say is that we do need to temper our expectations at the same time. Don't get your hopes up too much because you'll end up getting disappointed. I mean, just expect the absolute minimum and then you won't get too hit by this. Just, just chill. Just absolutely chill about it because until we see kind of where this progresses and where it falls out and where the kind of first bids come in and the protracted bids and if they, they fold or whatever, we'll have to wait and see. But it's a story that we're going to stick with. It's a story that we're going to keep you updated with and we're going to keep on getting your thoughts around this deal ultimately. Um to really kind of get this done. John P says, Spotify owners are behind DAZONE, which was the streaming service rumoured to be behind the Super League. Does this concern you? Seems they would have knew about it. Uh, I don't know, John, if the, the link between sport, uh, Spotify and DAZONE, if that's the case. Um, I, I, what I would say about this is that obviously... I just feel like when you talk about people in relation to these numbers and billionaires, I don't think you're ever going to find a clean scenario. I don't think you're ever going to find someone who is who is perfect, who has not got any 
kind of red on their ledger, if you know what I mean. I just don't really see that being feasible. And in the world of football, I feel like Arsenal just needs a break, a refresh, something different from the ownership point of view. And you're just not going to be able to find anyone that's that's utterly clean. None of them. I don't believe any of them really can be um, to make this sort of money. Um, I might be wrong, but it's just how I look at it. I just think to, to get to that level, things just don't always go so smoothly, if you know what I mean. So, you know. Uh, Ajit says, what's calm? I don't think Kronky Sells is too greedy unless they present a massive, massive offer of four billion plus. Calm is an app. As far as I'm aware, Calm's like a mental health app that sometimes some of its functions are like sending you to sleep some of them are like breathing exercises but it's very popular and, and i mean millions of people use it so uh yeah it's 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 a very big thing uh gary hardy says cronky would never say he would be open to sell because it would weaken his hand he must be open to selling because Eck wouldn't be trying to get a bid together that's my way of looking at it fair enough uh Dewey says, what about Flamini stepping in? We talked about this a little bit earlier. I personally don't think that Flamini has the financial clout to be able to step in, really. Um, I think his, his net worth is projective rather than being actually what it is right now. Uh, Yonick says, Mark Zuckerberg will sell every season ticket holder's personal information for a big man with no fries. That guy is cold-hearted. Yeah, I mean, I don't know much about the politics behind Mark Zuckerberg, but we've we've heard things. So we, I mean, who knows at this stage? Um, Peter Renner says, Tom, my worry with some Arsenal fans is they are expecting Arsenal to be the new Manchester City with all the new billion owner coming in, which I feel is unlikely to happen. Peter, I agree with you. That's not, that's not even what I want necessarily. That is secondary for me. And I put this poll out the other day on Twitter where I asked people about Kroenke, would you rather have a more honest, open dialogue and have like that relationship with the fans built? You can have fan representation on the board. You can have consistent communication. You can have kind of openness about the direction the club's moving in. Or do you want them to invest in the club and most people chose investment. And that's, for me, that's the wrong way of looking at things. We need to make sure that we've got an ownership that falls in line with the way that we want the club to move forwards. That involves investment, definitely. But I think people have got this kind of idea about Arsenal being a Man City-style team. And it's just not realistic. And it's just not helpful either, because you need to do it in the right way so that we can move forward as a club in the long term and have some more long-term success. Um, Zamir says the Ram Stadium debt is crippling KSC. They need an offer that covers the Ram Stadium debt, or they will keep Arsenal to keep paying off that debt in installments. Matthew Hudson says, I like how there are negative people on something that's still just a story. Believe in the flam in a YouTube video. Uh, Alex says, Would you keep anyone on the current board if Eck took over? I mean, on the board, I'm not even that including in who's really in on the board. You've got Lord Harris, you've got Josh, you've got Vinay. Um, to be honest, I, 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 the, the problem with Vinay is that he was involved in the Super League. I like Edu. I think Edu's doing a decent job right now. I think he's look at his recruitment's on a good record. Um, I think he's shown to, to have across the last two windows that he's going in the right direction. He knows to get the certain players out that we need to get out. He's got a good relationship with the coach. So I think that that's fine. He's also ex-Arsenal. And if you're bringing more Arsenal kind of DNA into the club, that's never a problem. And I think they could help each other out. So yeah, a hundred percent. I wouldn't necessarily be looking. It's not down to me anyway. I'm not really that clued in with the board side of things. So uh, I'm not really 
really in with that. Is Niall Quinn on the board, says Jason Martin. I'm not sure. What Niall, uh, last I heard about Niall Quinn was Sunderland stuff, but I think he left Sunderland a while ago. Um, but I don't know if he's on the board. I know that there was, um, not Niall Quinn, but uh, David O'Leary, I thought, was part of things as well. So I'm not sure if that's the case or not, but I thought David O'Leary was like, there was there was proposals for him to be involved in the board um, or if he's already on it, but yeah. Uh, Spiral Sam says, EK would be our Roman Abramovich interested in the footballing side as he's a fan and would invest and be ruthless when it's time to be. Just our chemical X says, Tom, let's say this goes through. Which of the players are you keeping and building around for the future? I mean, if it goes through, I don't know how much it affects the squad. I don't know, honestly. I don't know how this affects the squad. This is purely projective right now. We know nothing of how it would work, how it would change things, what would happen. It's really hard to answer these types of questions because it's almost impossible to know. If you're asking me who I would keep and sell, then tune in tomorrow on the Highbury Squads because we're doing that exact show on there with Harry and Dan from Same Old Arsenal as well. So make sure you tune in for that tomorrow night. Uh, Dublin Gunner says, Vinay is not on the board, Tom. It's Stan, Josh, Tim Lewis and Lord Harris. Just those. I thought Tim, I didn't know if Tim Lewis was on the board. I thought he was kind of a consultant. Um, I know that Vinay is kind of the direct link between the board and kind of what's going on within the club. Um, but, I'm sure whilst he may not be specifically on the board, he certainly has heavy communication with them. So it's, it is what it is. I don't know if Thierry Henry and Vieira and Burkamp would become involved with the board or not, but uh, it's something that would, would excite fans, I think. Uh, Temi says, Tom, we have an incredible academy. We just need very strong pieces here and there, and we will be great. Um Moses says, just want owners in who care about the club. We all need to be singing off the same hymn sheet, which is not going to happen since KSE got involved. Tang Wang says, having an owner that is a fan who also can engage with the fans is least a starter uh, and a better currently than our owners are at the moment. Balaji says, is the owner change a good thing at the current climate? Valencia is on the verge of filing bankruptcy due to mismanagement of their new owner. I mean, but it's always a risk, isn't it? It's always a risk that you take when you bring a new owner in. They're either going to do really well or they're going to mess things up. You'd hope with a company like Spotify and how well run that company is that they'd be able to run a company like Arsenal. They would be able to get advice in. That's why they're involving people that know the club very well. So you'd hope that they could get involved with that. Um 95 Windsor says, I thought Harris had retired. I know that uh, the chairman, uh, Chips Keswick, um, has retired. Um, but he was the chairman and he retired. But I don't think Harris, I'm not sure if Harris has, Lord Harris of Farquad. Um, Daniel Roberts says, Ozil could be the owner with the amount of money that we pay him. Uh, Jason says, having Sierra, Dennis and Patrick would be a huge boost at the club. But roles, would they do uh, be the most effective? It's a really good point. I don't think that their roles would necessarily be integrated heavily into the club. I think they would be advisory. I think you look at the way that like Gary Neville at Salford City and stuff like that. More advisory, kind of keeping the principles of the club more so as kind of figureheads, not necessarily big decision makers that come to things, but certainly people that would be consulted about the direction of the club for sure. Joel says there is no way Kroenke will accept £2 billion. They are too far away from us fans to feel any pressure. Matthew Hudson says our chance a new owner easily over these years of garbage ownership. Right, that concludes kind of where I want to get to with the Kroenke stuff. There is another big piece of news that dropped 
today that I'm sure a lot of you saw. We've been waiting for this for a really, really long time, and finally it did uh, come out today. And that is, of course, the news that following Balogun has signed a new contract with Arsenal. I'd love to hear your thoughts and your feelings around this situation because it is a really big moment for Arsenal. I mean, it feels a lot smaller than it did previously because obviously, well, we needed to get it done. We need to, to, it was a case of we were waiting for so long for this situation to happen and to occur that it's kind of not necessarily taken away the gloss off it, but I think it certainly is tempered things a bit and it means people haven't gone ecstatic. I mean, you know when Matt Ryan signed the euphoria around that because it had just gone completely under the radar and came out of nowhere and no journalists had realised that that was taking place. This is the complete opposite. This is the utter, utter opposite of that. I'm absolutely over the moon that this is the situation that we've got going on because I was so sure, so, so sure that he was gone. My instincts this year have been really off in terms of kind of predictions because I was so sure that he was gone. And I was really trying to convince myself that it was okay, that, yeah, we've we've let players go before that haven't done anything, but I'm trying to get over the fact of Marlon and Yunus Musa and Serge Gnabry and all these guys and trying to come up with legitimate reasoning why it's okay that he's gone. But I don't have to do that anymore because he's here. He's here to stay, and that's great. I mean, let's have a quick read about what he said personally. I'm more interested about that um, than specifically... Uh, what Arteta and Edu have said. Uh, I like when he talks about Bakayo and Emil have shown me that if you just stick at something for long enough, eventually it will pay off. Um, I take huge inspiration from them. I thought both of them seemed ready when they were called up each and every time. I thought they definitely prepared, not just physically, but also mentally for the challenges. I think that that's something that I've learned from them. He also talked about how Mikel Arteta was a really big part of getting this deal done. He convinced him. He's the guy that came in and got the deal done ultimately. So fair play. Props to Arteta as well um, for getting this situation kind of in Arsenal's favour. Because in January, the Athletic and David Ornstein reporting that he was pretty close to signing a pre-contract agreement with a foreign club. So the fact that we've got this deal done is a really huge benefit to us. Let's see what you guys are saying in the chat box. Carol Bailey says, Balogun uh, signing his contract extension is massive uh, for the club due to the amount of clubs who are after him. He can become our own Harry Kane with time and patience. We can only hope he gets to that level. Uh, Eric says, this is depending on if the Cronkies want to sell, which of course is related to the previous topic. We're focusing on Balogun for the moment. Um, da, 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 da. let's go. Uh, Matt G says, Re Balogun, he needs to get his kit on. He's needed on Thursday night. I really hope he's included more at the end of this season. Uh, Kevy Kev says, Huge news, love that Balogun signing. Teng Wang says, Kudos to Arteta and Edu. Exciting indeed. Uh, Sahil says, Tom, on the brighter side, uh, we don't have Henri as Vieira's managers in regards to that last thing, which is very true. Um, Iron Cool says, yes, we keep on signing great young talent. Then we turn around and put them on loan. I mean, I think that there's times where loans are certainly justified. Joe Willock is, is one of them. I think it's boosted his value. I think we'll be able to get a really good transfer fee for him in the summer, thanks to that loan. 
Um, Matteo Genduzzi was not welcome clearly within the Arsenal squad and hopefully that loan to Hertha Berlin has enabled him to get in the shop market a bit more and we can also move him on in the summer. Uh, Melisma says Enketia starting from here on in will only be with the intent of increasing his price based on good performances. It will be in Eddie's interest as well for a good wage packet. George Opinion says, hope it means no more Nketiah. Matt G asks, uh, does Pair Metazaka get enough credit for the development of our young talent? Not yet, because I still think that he's been here for, what, three or four years uh, so far? And when you think about the development on the long term, these players have been here for 10 plus years. He will start to get more and more and more credit, definitely as we increase the output of really strong talents coming through the academy. But right now, just temper it on Per Matazaka for the moment, but it is going to gradually, gradually get much, much better. Um, Lewis uh, Kiriakou says, the issue is we won't be in the UEFA Europa League and I'm not sure Balogun will get the opportunities like Willock and Eddie got this year and failed to break into the first team. He needs a loan or a braver Premier League selection. I personally would not be too far against a loan next season to a Premier League or Championship club. The only situation with that is that we need to go out and then sign someone because we are left quite short with Lacazette just a year left on his deal and Ketia looking like he could leave. Lacazette could also leave. We have to think about that too. So there's, there's a lot more still to consider when it comes down to a loan situation. But... A loan would not be a bad thing because it would give him regular game time at a, kind of a senior level, something that he's not had. We do have Tyrese John Jules coming back from loan and he's had a very decent loan. He's had a couple of injuries that he's had to deal with, but it is also something to think about. And of course, Nikolai Moller coming through the youth ranks as well. Chatweb says, I just bought Spotify Premium for my whole family to support Daniel Ek. Uh, Yo-Yo says, Arteta credited, credited Arteta, uh, sorry, Edu for Balogun signing. Arteta needs to start pulling his way. Yo-Yo, you need to stop being so blinkered, fella, and try and look beyond just where your, your agenda is. I'm sorry. Uh, Alex says, what about Reese? We have so many young players, and Arteta, Arteta Edu need to sort them out. I think Reese is someone that is another sellable asset that we can look to move on in the summer for a decent fee that can be reinvested into our summer signings. Uh, Dewey says, to which team should we loan Balogun to? I'd like to see him go after someone like a Crystal Palace. They need a striker. I think that they, I mean, they've invested in Mateta, who's barely played. Benteke, they've got Bashwai will return to Chelsea after his loan. I feel like he could get some minutes there. You could look at some of the teams that are coming up. He could be playing alongside Timu Puki, maybe at somewhere like Norwich. Norwich is shown to be a good team to kind of breed these young talents in England. You see Madison do it. Kane was there previously as well. You're looking at these sides that could really kind of use a player like Balogun. I don't think it, you, you look at Rianne Brewster at Sheffield United. It's completely the wrong fit. You need to look at the team and try and fit them into the right mould. Is it going to work where he's gone to? Or is it going to be a situation like we saw with someone like Rian Brewster? It just it needs to be really important what we do with that. Uh, Alex says Leeds. I mean, we saw what happened with Enketia. I wouldn't be touching Leeds at all with this. Maybe Watford. Not a decent uh, a decent shout there from Jason. I think that's someone that you would look at. Peter Rennes says if Brentford sell Ivan Tony, they might be. Uh, a good fit for Balogun and actually Brentford have interest in Balogun anyway they went in for a bid for him in January of 2020 that was rejected so they do already have a liking of him so maybe they would be willing to take him on loan who knows uh, Balaji says Balogun ideal loan would be Brighton and Crystal Palace ideal for some of those league uh, teams as well I would rather see him play in England personally to get that kind of connection there but you know there's, there's really good signs I think that's somewhere that 
I think it's a deal that gets done that really has a bit of a cornerstone and maybe a turning point for us, for our young players. Seeing him sign, seeing him commit his future, it's a good point. It's a good bit of business by the club. It adds to the good business that we've done in the last 20, in the last 12 months in the transfer market. And with the uh, the renewing of players like Martinelli, the renewing of Bakayo Saka, we've made some really good steps. Rob Holding renewed as well. There's some really good work going on behind the scenes. It just needs to translate to the pitch because that's ultimately where we have really, really failed this season. That's going to wrap up today's show. So thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you drop a like on the video and subscribe. We did a show earlier on today with Alvaro Romeo, who is a Spanish football expert. He gave us lots of insight into Villarreal, so make sure you go back and give that a listen. Tomorrow we'll, of course, be doing the Let's Talk Arsenal show. and we'll be joined by Clive from the Arsenal Vision podcast at 5pm UK time. It's always a pleasure to have Clive on. I know you guys enjoy it when we have a chat. Um, I mean, he texted me early saying he doesn't think we're going to have much to talk about, which is interesting. I think he might have been joking, but you never know with this guy. He's, a, he's an unknown quantity. Um, so make sure you tune in tomorrow at five o'clock for that. And then on Wednesday, we'll, of course, be in the preview show for the Villarreal game. And then we'll have the, sh- uh, the Raw Reaction show straight after the match on Thursday, followed up on Friday by the last Let's Talk Arsenal show of the week. And then the weekend gets back underway. So thank you ever so much for tuning in. As always, people, absolute pleasure to speak to you. I'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.